Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of My Independence Report. My name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm darn happy to have you here. We're going to have a great uh, hour of discussion today, um, which is, I think, really timely and something that we really um, are going to have to be faced with as a society over the course of the next uh, uh, year or two. And uh, we have somebody on the line with us who, by the way, before I begin, I got to tell you that uh, this is brought to you by um, uh, Lamori Media. Uh, Tracy Lamori is is a wonderfully gifted uh, uh, media person, and she works with people. And on Fridays, every time uh, we have people that are in her I guess you'd call it stable or are working with her to get the word out about what she, about what they do. And she's terrific at doing it. And so we've kind of hooked up and on Fridays, we're going to have some of her people. One of those people is with us right now. Her name is Jennifer Alamani and she is an author and she is also full of life experiences, which we're going to talk about quite a little bit today. So first of all, Jennifer, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Got to ask you first, you've written a book in the book. I will get it out early and often. It's called Mark, my love. Tell Mm -hmm. us about the book and what caused you to write it. Oh, my, my boyfriend, uh, he passed away, uh, two years ago next month. I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, you know, so I was grieving and I've always been one to write, just write my thoughts down, right? Just write things down, what I'm thinking. And um, it started like the summer after he passed. So two months after he passed, I started to go out by the pool and I just started to write. And next thing I know, I was uh, writing very rapidly, very fast. Um, and I realized it, it wasn't the standard writing that I normally did. And I realized um, it was probably something more than myself, let me put it that way. And then I realized, okay, I'm probably meant to share some of this. And then I just went about continuing to write. And then five months later, I had a book at the end of 2019. Um, but I kind of went over a lot of different things that uh, came out. It wasn't just uh, the grieving process with him. I had lost my mother 13 years ago um, this month. And I realized I hadn't really gr- grieved fully for her. Right. So I went into a lot in the book. It is especially um, at your age, at your um, at Mark's age, uh, he's a young man. And uh, and that must have been just a horrific experience for you. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, he, he was a little older than me. So you're talking probably about 10 years older than me, right? 10, 11 years. So a little bit, but still young. Right. And, right. Um, you know, I. I didn't expect it. He had, he had gotten ill and things just didn't go right. And, you know, it's kind of, I knew the entire time that things didn't seem right. Like he never got back to where he needed to be, you know? So it was a shock. Um, But 
I didn't grieve in the same way as my mother. It was kind of like, I, I felt like it was a lesson. I knew it was a lesson. My puppy's going to start barking in probably about two seconds. <laughs> and I talk, I talk about him in the book. <laughs> He'll probably calm down. There you go. Um, yeah, it's just like, um, you know, I realized I had a lot to get out. I had a lot to say, right? So when he, when he left this earth, earth, I realized, I think I have a mission here of some sort. I didn't know what it was, but I knew that my entire life, I had been wondering what my purpose was. And I had been telling a lot of people that, um, I came from a, a successful HR career of 22 years and I knew I wasn't fulfilled by that, to be honest, right? I was successful in this space, but I knew this, this isn't why I'm meant to be here. So I think after he passed, it kind of, I, I had a, a, an awakening. Have you always been passionate about writing? Um, I, like I said, I was always writing since high school. I remember just writing, writing down my thoughts. And then in school, I wasn't the most scholarly person, but when it came to writing and definitely psychology, I, I was a good writer. Um, I had a, a lot of teachers who would actually told my mother like, oh, she has, you know, she has a gift here. She's, you know, she writes well. Um, but I think, you know, coming from a, a Latin family, you know, I talk to my cousins a lot about this now. It's very, things like that aren't encouraged just because socioeconomically we're just behind the eight ball, right? So things that seem like, you know, it could be a stretch, you know, you, you don't really go for it. So. that That is so true. By the way, your dog has a lovely toy. <laughs> he's, He's energetic. I, I'll just be honest. He's very, he, he's a spitfire. He's just going to be two uh, in June. That's and cool. He, he goes through these moments. So <laughs> he's, just a, he's just a teenager. He gets to play. Yeah. He gets to play. So the book that you, that you've written, you know, you said that, well, first of all, I, I have to say on, on this show, we talk a great deal about intuition mm -hmm. and intuitive writing, intuitive songwriting. Uh, we have a young lady that, uh, that has been on the show that's an incredible singer-songwriter, and she swears that it doesn't come from her um, and that it's uh, um, that it comes from the other side. It comes from the, her guides and stuff. Did you feel that Mark had a uh, – Mark is his first name, right? No, no, actually, it's not. Um is uh the book it, it, you'll when you read the book you'll it'll evolve as to why i called it mark my love but his name is roger okay. so yeah <laughs> do you think um, it was roger instrumental in having this book written after he passed do you think yeah i think so i think so because like i said my mother's been on that side for over a decade right and i always felt her around me um but this was like next level so I knew either it's him directly or both of them together or it's something. It wasn't the same power that I kind of felt around me for the past 13 you know, years. Now, do your friends and family think that you're kind of nuts thinking that your mom and you and, and Roger are hanging around you somewhere? <laughs> well, you know, I want to say, you know, probably yes and no. Right. I think that. I, I haven't gone into depth too much about the details of it because I think honestly that's probably going to be a whole nother book because a lot of things have been going on beyond that. So that'll be an interesting one, to be honest. So I'm already kind of writing that one too. Um, but hey, I take it, I tell people you have to believe what you want to believe, right? I know what I know and I know things happened after he passed and I speak about some of it in the book. Hey, you can believe me or not. I know, I know I'm not losing it, right? When you're feeling like a say a force at times or something, like when my pen was writing a little bit faster than normal, I know I didn't 
I, I didn't take up speed writing overnight. Like that didn't happen out of nowhere. You, you know what I'm saying? So, hey, think what you want. Well, we we hear hereabouts on this here show believe in, in the uh, in the afterlife. We believe that people who pass on are around us all the time. Um, I've interviewed uh, many many uh, psychic mediums who can verify that and other people that have intuition. And so I'm, I'm right there with you and I'm glad Roger's hanging around, uh, making sure that uh, you're, you're doing what, what your passion is dictating you to do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have, I have direct examples of like dates and things, the date my book is going to be published. I just realized what the significance was of that. I didn't realize there was anything behind it. And then literally this week I got a message from him in a sense, like, well, this is why. And I realized, it made sense. So, but that'll be in one of the other books <laughs> to be. Road. <laughs> oh, how long has the book been out now? It's not out yet. It comes out uh, April 13th. Oh, so cool. So, so we're, we're, we're on the cutting edge. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Only, only like 25 advanced copies have gone out so far that are circulating. So you're, yeah, you're cutting edge right now. That's, that's, that's really cool. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk to you. In, in the course of writing the book, what was it that you felt that you needed to convey to other people through the book? Just, you know, again, like that we're, we're not alone, that, you know, and especially with people, you know, again, I, I sp said specifically to Tracy that right now we're all grieving as a world, like big time, right? Because of what's gone on, right? So much death around, upon us. And I knew that this book was coming out at the exact same time of I knew it was meant to be that just showing people that, you know, I speak a little bit about turning the pain over into fuel. And that's what I did. So kind of telling people the pain you may feel during grief or in the past and, and so on, that you can use that pain to, to fuel you for something else, right? So I have, you know, me jumping into this space of becoming an author, it's nothing like that I did for a living at all, you know, and nothing that I'm, a, I know what I'm doing. And but it feels exactly right. Surprise. This is what <laughs> you're supposed to be doing. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Which is, which is really cool that, uh, um, you didn't, so many people, they say, I should write a book and ah, I can't do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. And, and, and so they poo poo it and then they go back to their living the lives that they don't like. And they, and even though they're being pushed, to, to do something different, uh, they're, 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 they're scared to do it. How did you fight the fear? How did you get through that? Yeah, I mean, I'm just being honest, the fear wasn't there. And that's another part that I knew it was beyond me, right? Because it wasn't there. I just, even when it came to, oh, are you going to self-publish? Are you going to find an agent? I'm working with, you know, a life coach that I met, you know, while I went away after, right after Roger passed. I, I met her or we started working together and, you know, you know, she said to me, Hey, maybe you should just try to find an agent to see how it is, get the experience. So I did to get the experience. And it was, it was great advice because I realized, okay, how do you write a query letter? What is a query letter? All this stuff. So I did it. It didn't take that, that path for, for me, you know, that, that it didn't work out, but I, I went into it knowing, okay, I'm out, I'm coming out of nowhere and I'm not trying to sell myself. In a sense, I know that this book is meant to be. So I already had an idea that I would probably self-publish before I even started on that adventure. 
And then I just did it. I plowed straight ahead, to be honest. I researched what I had to do, talked to a few folks, got some ideas, and then said, I, I'm going to do this. But I didn't talk to anyone about it. I didn't tell anyone, hey, guess what? I'm, I'm writing a book. I'm going to publish it. I was already just doing it. That makes sense? So. Oh, it's abs absolutely. And, and also, what really makes sense about it is that you're doing it for the right reasons. You're doing it to help people, not to, not to uh, uh, make a billion dollars. I'm going to grab this dog. <laughs> <laughs> Come here. What kind, what, kind of, what kind of dog do we have? He's a, he's a Havanese. Oh, what? He's a Havanese. So it's like a, it's the family of like the Bichon Freeze. He's running away from me because I think he wants to play. So he doesn't want to hang out with me. But he, <laughs> I'm like, I don't have time to play right now. <laughs> but yeah, he's a small dog. He's, um, he's about 13 pounds now. Yeah, it's a small little guy. Oh wow! Well, I'm I'm glad you have somebody that is there with you all the time and is is near and dear to your heart. Yeah, he is. he's a special guy. That's it. That's it. That's important. So, so when you decided that you were going to take this adventure, how'd your family take it? I again, I I told them after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. That's no, that's a smart way to go. Yeah, I've done I've done with that too. Again, with the transformation of you know during the grieving process and when I was starting to do this, 2020 came and that's literally, you know, everything hit and the world was going what they were going through. I was literally working on my steps of doing this all of 2020. So I don't want to say the pandemic came right on time for me, but it was kind of like I'm researching and doing what I'm doing. So I went down that path. So I really didn't discuss it with anyone, to be honest. I didn't tell anyone at all. I didn't have any direct confidant outside of my peeps around me. <laughs> they knew, obviously, but no one else. I just, I knew my gut. I knew what I was doing. I felt like I could get it done without asking permission from anyone. So I just went about it. That's a freeing feeling, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just being able to do what you need to do, know what you need to do, and then to follow through and do it. Uh, I think your book's going to be a, a big success. You've got another one in you that you're writing now. What's the name of that one? Uh, that one, I'm, I'm fiddling around with the title of it right now, but that one would definitely be based on spirituality and transformation because it's a big, that's, you know, that's a big to do of, you know, if people that saw me a year ago or two years ago, even three, they'd be like, who is this person? And so kind of like, you know, that that's the basis of that. Um, and I just started that one literally like last week, I want to say. Um, but I've been writing another one since last the end of October. That one's more of a little bit of a fiction based on some real stuff and things like that. So that's that's a work in progress, too. I don't have a title on that one yet either. Well, good. My 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 hope is that this book will reach out and touch everybody who needs to who needs to see it. Um, how long have you been aware of uh, the fact that there are people surrounding you all the time and are helping you and and giving you encouragement? Yeah, all all of my life, I want to say. Um, I often tell my niece, who's in her mid thirties now. Um, I often tell her that the day that my sister called my mother to tell her that she was pregnant, I, you know, my sister and I were 10 years apart. So they're older, my sisters are older than me. So I was, like I said, I believe I was 12 years old. My mother didn't tell me anything, but my, before my mother actually told me, I, I knew, I knew that my sister was pregnant. And I, like I said, I was a kid. So it wasn't like I was thinking that. And then my mother, you know, I want to say pretty much within a couple of days of that phone call, 
said, oh, I want to tell you something. Your sister's, your sister's having a baby. So things like that always happened. The gut instinct and the knowing how they put it, that's always been there since I was a kid. When did you uh, make the connection that it was not only it's I, I know certain things, but there was had to be a time when you made the connection of of there are people on the other side that are helping me. Yeah, I want to say probably the connection didn't happen until my 30s, to be honest. That's Maybe. typical. That, that really is typical. Go ahead. I want to say I. Again, I, I'm not saying I document things, but I do. I just write things down, and I've always written down dreams and just notes and thoughts and whatever. So I document things that happen. I may not tell people. I've always, I was always that kid that maybe something happened. I wouldn't automatically say hey to someone because I would wonder, like, okay, what is this? So, but it, it would, it wasn't, it wouldn't be until my 30s. I want to say that I realized, but I know in my 20s, all through college, I had reoccurring dreams that then can came back in my early forties. And I was like, where did that dream come from? And now I realize now, oh, you were telling me something from 20 years ago and I wasn't paying attention. Well, see that that's, that's what happens is that uh, we start out and I've, I've talked to, uh, you would not believe how many people I've talked to about this is that um, we start out, we're full of vim and vinegar. We've got we've got uh, our teenage years, and we're in high school, and we're so busy doing stuff. And then we're getting our career going, and we're going to school in the twenties, and we're getting our love life figured out, and we're getting all of that together. And then it isn't until a certain point when you can sit down and say, "Well, so far this is what I've done, and I'm not satisfied, okay. and this is I'm not happy with it." And I don't want to continue with it. Being in HR for 22 years, that's that's a big deal. That's that's really good. Um, and helping people in that respect. But but it, and and so there came a point in time I, for you that did for me as well when you said <clears throat> there has to be more than this. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's interesting because you know, with with my profession in the last uh, company that I worked for, I didn't voluntarily walk away, let's put it that way. However, I knew it was time to go. Like I knew I was going to go. I knew I was going to go basically this year. Like I knew it was going to happen about the book and that I would be gone in the first of this year somehow, right? I knew I was walking away. They probably felt it. I, I don't know, but I was, I was training people under me to kind of take over with not, no one realizing. I'm just being honest. That's how much I care about my job and people that were on my team and all of that. So I knew I was walking away. I just didn't realize it was going to be in a different way than I had say planned, but we know plans change. So that was them saying, Hey, wait a minute, this is something different, but it doesn't mean that it's bad. And it, and it wasn't right. It was a good thing, right? It's almost like a bad, I don't say a bad relationship, but like when you're in a relationship for a long time and maybe it's not the greatest and you're staying for different reasons, it was almost like the universe kind of said, okay, it's, it's, you know you're doing something else. You know you're meant to do something else now. Stop being silly and waiting a couple or more months. And then, you know, makes sense. And and I, I went with it. It felt exactly right, you know. Well, I, I got to tell you, <laughs> that's exactly the story that I have. Yeah. Is that there was a point in time when uh, they made it impossible for me to say no. Mm-hmm. 
um and that i was i was destined to do this and this is why i'm here is because there are people on the other side our guides and other folks that want to help us and so they're bringing people like you to me to verify what i've always said which is that i have people i have my posse on the other side and uh, they make it possible for me to do this and sometimes sometimes it can be a painful thing on the way to getting there but um, I ended up having had two surgeries right back to back because I fell a couple of times and it made it impossible for me to work. So, voila, I get to do this, mm-hmm. which is more fun than any job I've ever had. <clears throat> yeah, and, and I agree. Like, this is the first time I've stopped in the, 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 the space of my career, right? In 22 years, right? I never came up for air. There was no downtime. I never took a month hiatus. <laughs> it never happened, right? Nope. And now, and then I realized... I go, wait a minute, I, what I'm doing right now is what I'm meant to do. And it's not hard for me and it's not taking me long to do it. It's just kind of like, all right, what do you need? One, two, three. All right. And, and even getting on with this call with you, right? This is probably one of the first calls I'm having like this, right? I have, I have a few booked after that, but it's the first one, but I wasn't nervous or anything like that. But the whole time in HR, even though I had all that experience and did it a bazillion times, I would freak out getting up in front of a room again and giving a presentation in front of 200 people and so on. And I know what I'm doing. I know I know how to speak and I have all that down pat, but I knew it wasn't the right, I wasn't giving the right content out with my speaking in the past. Make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, of course it does. Because that is, you know, we have to follow our passion. We have to follow the things that, that we are, that we came here to do. And some of us came here to do things that are, that are a little out of the mainstream, a little out of the norm, but we do it because we want to help people. Yeah. And if your if your motives are pure, so let's so let's talk about the book a little bit more. You give us some. You went through some horrific times, and then you give us some guidance mm-hmm. on how to get through that, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know, and it's basically me telling my story, right? I tell you kind of what 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 I went through and how I worked my way through it, but by no means do I suggest that any in any which way shape or form like this will get you where you need to be because I know it's going to be different for everybody right so I know that I, I talk about different things in the book where people who have read it so far have said oh there's certain hidden hidden things in there that I didn't realize when you think about oh she's going to talk about love and grief and love and loss right but then they're like oh there's all these other things in there I didn't realize and I said yeah well I, de- I threw some some magic, magic, other, other magic items in there too. (laughs) So people are kind of like, oh, I didn't realize that you, this was, you were going, not just the grieving, right? People realized, people are saying to me, well, I didn't realize not that I wasn't happy, but they didn't realize I was so sad because it didn't look like that externally. I had the right suits on in HR, right? I, I looked all externally, like I had it together and it was amazing. And by no means was it horrible at home or anything like that, right? I wasn't sitting around crying. Let me make that clear. But it wasn't a full joyful life at all, by no means. So, and you're, if you were to, have you ever been to a psychic medium? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've always dabbled in that space. I've always had interest there, too, since I was young, you know. And I know that almost also peaks, freaks people out, right? When I say that, they're like, oh, you go to these people and whatever. Take it or leave it. Hey, it's, it's helped me and it's worked for me. So I have to tell you a story real quick, if, 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 if I may. Yeah. And um, you, are you familiar with uh, John Edward? 
I had the opportunity last year, last as a matter of fact, about this time of year, I had the opportunity to interview him. And because he's a, he had, you know, John Edward, he did crossing over. He's been on TV. He has done a lot of stuff and he's a very gifted psychic, very gifted medium. And, um, so I had him on the, on the show and he actually had an opportunity to read my sister. And because now the the way he set it up was I don't I don't know anything about any of these people. You cannot have your staff be involved, and I can't read you. I said okay, fine. And so, but I did line up several people that wanted to be interviewed by or read by him. But he didn't know he didn't know any of these people. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he called me from New York or from the Eastern Seaboard. I can't remember exactly where. And we talked for a grand total of two minutes before the show started. He's a busy man. So he gave me an hour. And so I had an hour. And so we started right away. And we talked for a little bit. And then we started doing readings. He, he read my sister. And, and my, my father came through. And his mother, my grandmother, came through. He called my the, the cause of death for my one grandfather and my father and my other grandfather and he he asked who who was uh who had the r name my brother randy and her husband roger have the r name why is may important her birthday her grandchildren's birthday her other grandchildren's birthday and her daughter's birthday are all in may and so it was like he he did everything but there are still people including my sister (laughs) outs of that, that what he did is, is, is possible. And I say, well, the only reason, the only reason that it's possible is because that was my father talking to him about my sister. That's the only way. That's the only thing that makes any kind of sense to me. Uh, So in your experience with psychic mediums, have you had that same kind of connections? Yeah, absolutely. And, and those, you know, those folks that, I don't know, you have, I, I feel like I know folks who, will believe it for a little bit, then all of a sudden they're like, no, but wait a minute, no, you know? Hey, you know, I, I wanna say they balance they balance us all out, right? Those folks need to exist, right? So they balance everything out in a sense, but in the back of my mind, I'm kind of like, well, if you only knew how we could work with this and it just en- enriches, enriches your life, right? But yeah, with psychic mediums, I wanna say definitely numerous times. I mean, they've given me messages where my mother has said exact things that no one would know except her and I, right? I was very close to my mother. I talk about that in the book. Um, and I know what I know. And it's just that simple. And with with Roger too, there were certain things that were exactly said to me and that that is what it is, right? And you're talking dates, names, like you said, right? Specifics um, and definitely numbers. I The numbers, things like that, the communication and all that, like it's 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 there. So. How does that make you feel? Well, I think it's great. I, I want to say that I feel more love in my heart because of it. I think I'm welcoming it more than ever since last year. And my life has never been better. So you see what I mean? So why would I? I'm not going to doubt it. You know, it's a great feeling. Well, yeah, but there are some <laughs> that even though it, it all works, then it's like, oh, no, it can't be. That's that's. But since we're all energy and our communications are all done by energy, um, it's like uh, I'd like somebody to explain to me how a TV works or or a radio 
that you get into your car and suddenly you can hear music, but you don't know where you, there are no wires going to the station. It's all through the air. It's all through energy. And, and if you can believe that that energy exists, then you can believe that there's the other side. If there's the other side, then there's hope for all of us. Right. Well, you think about different things in a sense of when you, when you look at life, right? You look at a baby that's in the womb, right? And it's mother's womb, right? Why, why do we believe that the baby can hear everything that we're saying? To be careful, the baby can hear you, right? And then you're putting earphones on, the mother's putting earphones on the belly to bring weight, the radio waves of soothing music to the baby, right? So I think with people like that, I just want to say, why is it so easy to believe that, right? When there's only a layer of space between, right? Before the baby's born, in a sense, but we can't believe the opposite of when life is ending. So why can we believe it so much? Well, life's beginning, right? Because it's life and God's bringing us life or whatever. Why can't we use the reverse after it? In, you know, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Um, in your understandings of how this all works, um, can I know if, if you've thought about uh, Roger and where he is and your mom and where she is, uh, in your opinion, how does this all work? I, I want to say, you know, that movie, that movie Soul that just came out at the end of last year or something. It's a Disney movie. You may have not have seen it. So I watched it. Soul, it's called. I need um, to look at that. I haven't yeah, seen it. Yet. You have to see the movie. It's very, it's very interesting because they go into, in a sense of the soul, you know, from the other side and whatever. And I found it very comical, not haha, but like, this is interesting, you know, and it kind of just showed this other side of this one energy and how we all come through as our personas in certain spaces. And, you know, I'm not saying this is it, the movie, the movie came true, it's it, whatever, but I'm saying, I think it's a concept like that, right? It's, I think it's a one collective energy for sure. And I think that when the person that say you're connected to or your energy or whatever it is like that, that say that energy becomes more dominant at times. And that's where you're connecting with someone on a different level. That makes sense. Right, absolutely. What do you think? What do you think? Their what do you think the purpose of all this is? I think you know. I, I think we're all supposed to just learn about love. To be honest with you, bottom line, I think that genuine love. I think that that message is from God, and I think that you know people get confused, unfortunately, with you know the different religious sectors at times, and. I don't want anyone thinking like, oh, this one doesn't like religion. It has nothing to do with that. I think that religion guides us to where we need to be for sure in every different which way. But I think that the ultimate message that all of it leads back to, again, God and, and to love. And I think that's what it's all meant to do. And I think that while we're here, I think that we do each have some gifts, right? Multiple gifts that we're supposed to generate with that love and then make it grow and so on. And that's why we're here for this lifetime to expand that and bring love to the planet it may sound weird but as a whole and then then we go about our business we we leave this earth and then you know whatever happens we if we didn't get the full message of love here we learn it over there and then once we're ready to come back again and we get it then we're ready to kind of go again in a different way make sense oh so absolutely we're <laughs> all we're doing is is um we're expanding upon our um our our experience base so that the next time that we come back we can attack another issue that has dogged us forever 
and then we can continue to move forward to become the the because i think that we all want to be very special on the other side and i think we want to be godlike that's that's what our our um our mission is and it takes a long 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 time to get rid of all the all the stuff and all the guck and all the crap that we that, that we have in us and uh so I think it's important. I, I think it's I think it's wonderful. I pr- appreciate the fact that you're coming from that that space because it really is important. Yeah, and I, you know, again, you know, I don't. I want to say I don't talk about that space as much these days, but it's a, a newer thing for me. That's the only reason why I think as as this journey unfolds for me with the book and and so on and so forth, I'll probably talk about it even more, and people will realize that I haven't. But I haven't spoken about it much, you know, since till till now. Right? It's a new thing for me really diving into it deeper. I always believed in it, right? But now I have a whole nother different awareness of it. And well, my problem is I'm not going to allow you to not talk about it. Because <laughs> <'Cause laughs> it's, it's important because what, what I get out of it is that we all, every all 7 billion of us have got hopes and dreams and thoughts and how we would like to conduct ourselves and we also have the freedom to be able to do that if we allow ourselves and seek the support of people on the other side to have that freedom to do what we want. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, it was last year when I started again, right? I, I finished the book at the end of 2019, right? Wrote it in five months pretty quick. I didn't know what, what I was going to do. 2020 came. We all saw what, what happened. I was kind of thinking, okay, what's my next I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to self-publish it. What's, what's the next, whatever. And, you know, my mother was giving me direct messages at that point, like direct messages, like, you know, you're meant to do something more and certain things that I struggled with my entire life, you know, which one is basically self-confidence in a sense of just, you know, body image issues, just because again, society puts all this stuff on girls and people say things and don't realize, and then boom, someone's in, in the toilet for a lifetime, you know? Yep. And she was giving me direct messages. And I think I write something in the book where I, I say something like she told me, stop it already, like leave yourself alone. And, you know, and it doesn't mean that I was sitting around doing bad things to myself, but she knows I was beating myself up about self-image issues at time. So even when I was at the height of everything and things seemed great, it was like, again, I would go back to the body image issues. You know what I mean? So she was helping me saying from the other side, saying enough already, like enough, like what do you, you know, because I don't think anyone really realized it. Right. I share that in the book a little bit. And I think that comes out and people are like, I didn't really realize. And I said, yeah. Right. So something was holding me back. And then she was helping me unfold that. And that's why I think all of 2020, I unfolded a lot of different things that were left and I was done by the end of the year. So those are messages from her. And I know what I know, you know, I know that she ended up telling me something specific, like that she had a lot to learn on the other side. That's exactly what she said to me. And I'm only stressing that because my mother was a good person. You know, she loved everybody. She, I speak of that in the book. She had a really good heart, right? So for someone like that to tell me, I had a lot to learn on the other side. It was like, wow, okay. Think about how you live in your life, because I knew how my mother lived. And I said, okay, if she's saying that, then go back to the books, Jen. 
Well, you got the real message. I'm just telling you, right? No, we have got, we don't know how much we've got to learn Mm -hmm. uh, when we get to the other side. And, And even though we think that we're doing the best that we can, we can always do better. And, um, and I wanted to ask you in this time of COVID now you're, I just talked to somebody who was from England. You're from on the East coast of the United States, right? Yeah, I'm in New York. Ah, very nice. A great place to write a book from New York city. <laughs> and, uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn raised, born and raised. <laughs> oh, very, very nice. Very nice. So, uh, um, um, uh, Oh, uh, I just, I, that's really weird. I generally don't lose my train of thought, but I just lost my train of thought um, in, in, in that respect. Oh, I, I know what it was. Since you're from the United States, half a million people of us have died in the last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, over half a million. How, and many, many, uh, it was a, a friend of mine um, got sick on a Wednesday. He was dead on Sunday. It can be it can be frightfully fast. It can be you don't get a chance to say goodbye. There's lots of things that have grief attached to them. How do you advocate being going through this yourself? How do you advocate people get through the grief that they're going to be feeling and are feeling because of the loss of friends and family? Yeah, I mean, I want to say a big thing that helped me was just getting out and walking. It may sound strange, but just walking. It doesn't have to be speed walking. It doesn't have to be, let me time myself. I think we put, we start putting all these things on ourselves as people and, you know, just go walk, just wander, listen to music. Don't, you know, be in nature in some capacity. Right. And I only say that is, you know, because I'm originally from the city and all that. Right. So that wasn't around me. And I think when I was grieving for my mom, it wasn't around me as much and that made it harder. Right. So I want to say this time around, I live in upstate New York now. So I, I went for walks. I was gone for three, five miles, gone, just keep walking. So I want to say that was a big one. You have to find something. I don't want to say something to do because that can get hard. Right. I think when people want to give advice to others grieving and it's always like, you need to do something, get out and do something. And I get it. But that that message, when you say it like that, it's just strong because I, I, I got that message from people. And I'm kind of like, I'm always walking and doing something, you know, but it's kind of like, it's just say it more of, I, I put it as get out in nature a little bit, go sit under a tree, stare at a tree, go stare at some water. I don't know. Walk. And that's a great form of meditation is, yeah. is to just be out there and let you, and let your, your mind kind of wander a little bit. And, and then the most interesting things will come to you. Uh, in that um so and now you've also had communication with roger since he's passed yeah 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 and that's that was a whole interesting thing for me right because now you're talking someone who was a, a romantic love for me is on the other side it's a total different ball game um but definitely has been interesting you know he's given me messages of you know which is very hard i don't want to get choked up but you know it's time for you to move along move on i want you to love again Whew. And I know that that's hard and I've, I've come to the conclusion that I'm ready for that and I know I am. But it's just hard when you hear that message from your loved one on the other side. It's because he loves you. Yeah, and I know that, I know that. And he can't, he can, <clears throat> the folks on the other side can do a whole lot of things. Being a romantic interest in your life is not one of them, unfortunately. I know. And, and uh, but he can still, and he will always be there for you. 
Yeah. And he, and he's, he's been interesting because, you know, in, in a way I know that he's has set up this next love for me. It may sound weird, but I know he has, and he's been doing it for a while. I realized. So that's a whole different other story, but we'll see what happens there. <laughs> that's all I got to say. <laughs> well, you, you don't have to betray any confidences or any of that, but, yeah. but think about it now. Think about it from his point of view. Mm-hmm. where he is now yeah. it's like i've had my life i ran my course that was my time to go mm-hmm. um, i know that i'm now moving to do other things but while i'm still here i can still maneuver the chess pieces a little bit so that my my uh my love jennifer can have the best possible life and so i'm going to go pick the guy that she is going to uh, fall in love with so that she can have the best life possible and that is the big biggest gift i can give her and the new guy mm-hmm. um and i i think that's how they look at it yeah and it's interesting because I know that both of them are working together because they they did end up telling me that at one point. Like we've met, we've discussed things. <laughs> We're working things out and it makes sense. I was very close to my mother, right? So, you know, she was a single mom and I was her youngest daughter. So that makes sense. But it's just, it's a little comical to me, right? So I have moments of where I'm crying and then I'm laughing because of these messages and I, I see what they're doing. And it's, it's great. <laughs> now, did Roger in this life ever have an opportunity to meet your mom? No. So, you know, you know, I don't want to give away anything in, in the book, but, you know, the relationship with Roger, it wasn't a long, long relationship. But, it, you know, so they didn't get a chance to meet. She passed away 13 years ago and he, you know, he just came into my life not too long ago, technically. So they well, never but, in in the physical here on Earth. But the interesting thing is they connected on the other side. Yes. Yeah. Which, which tells which tells us lay folks out here that that there is a plan that's going on and that they are aware of it and your mother was aware of him and greeted him on the other side and said you don't know me but mm-hmm. you know and uh, that was a that was a really big deal for both of them well it's interesting because when he was um when he was getting sick and and things just seemed you know horrible for me um I always pray to her, always, always, you know, her and everybody else. And, you know, my grandma's on the other side, a whole bunch of, I have a lot of folks on the other side. Um, But I always pray to her specifically when he was getting sick and I was asking her not to make him better, but it was like, just kind of take care of him. And I was, I remember crying. I feel it right now. Just, you know, doing it every single night and saying that to her. And, you know, obviously I know that she didn't have that power clearly. And I know that, Um, but clearly she knew that he was special to me, that I was doing that every single night so and and uh, she knew that that she would do what was ever within her power to take mm-hmm. care of yeah and and there he had he had a, a whole posse himself yeah. of those folks that were taking care of him as well so yeah. um yeah. by the way we're talking with jennifer alcamani and she has written a book which is called mark my love it's not out yet although i did find it on amazon uh, so it's there. So, uh, but it, the the actual publication date is April. What again? April thirteenth. So, can people pre-order it now? Oh yes, it's it's available for pre-order on Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble. That's why I found it on Amazon. So you can go and you can pre-order this book, mm-hmm. and I highly recommend that you get it. I think it comes from the heart, and it comes from the other side, and it's it's very important. And uh, you, when you just said my last name, maybe you'll hear it on the playback. Um, instead of saying Alamani, you kind of said Alchemy, almost like alchemy. 
you, you heard it slip in your in your. So I thought that was just interesting just now, and I caught that. So <laughs> I, I, I slipped. Alchemy is uh, is something that you are that you are doing. I know. You are creating. I know. Um, and that that is so. You're right. Alimany. That's that's what I meant to say, but I said alchemy. Right. But that was, it was like them telling you, like, oh, see what's going on here. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. And, and I, I, I have to, honestly, I have to tell you, um, Tracy is wonderful. And, and she had an, we had an extra time slot this week. And so we contacted you very late. Mm -hmm. And we contacted you, well, I don't know, like today. And, <laughs> which, which in podcasting world for preparation and stuff is very late. So, I read the synopsis of your book. I had no idea where this was going. This has gone to a place where I didn't expect it, and I'm so glad it did because you, who you are is very special. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And the, and the advice that you can give folks, I just, I just want everybody to understand and everybody to know that you're not alone here. You've got peoples, you've got a group, you've got a, you've got a posse. They're out to take care of you. You can verify that for me, can't you? Yeah, everyone has a team. I, when I'm talking in life now and I tell people my team and this and that, no one knows which team I'm talking about. Like, is it people working for me or people on the other side? Because again, we're all one. So, hey, you know, kind of get used to it. And people could be thinking like, okay, this one's off or whatever. Think whatever you want to think. I, it doesn't matter to me. I know what I know. Do you, do you know that uh, you are the second person in two days that I've interviewed that use the phrase that I use, which is we are all one. Mm -hmm. um, what you're doing is validating that what I'm doing is, is also accurate. So we're validating each other at the same time. So you're lifting me up as well. And I appreciate it. Excellent. I'm so glad. So very good. Now, Jennifer, it's, it's um, by the way, again, pre-order the book, Mark My Love. Uh, it's Jennifer Alchemini Alchemini <laughs> and but it's Jennifer Alchemini Alchemini or something anything great like that uh, but uh, um, I'd like you to have a couple of moments to tell my audience what's in your heart and what you would like them to know yeah just just to radiate in love all the time and I mean starting with self-love I think that that's where everybody has to go first um, in order to love everybody else. And I think that, I think everyone is trying to get there, I feel. I just think that we're only touching the surface. And I think that everyone needs to go deeper. So we're in a new year here. A lot has happened. So kind of just go forward in love and kind of just, you know, just generate everything there. And you'll see how things will just flow to you and be easier. You know, I ask people a lot of times, um, so I'm going to ask you just because <laughs> you're an author, you have a way with words um, to find love for me. I just think, I mean, love is just everything. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's air, it's earth, it's fire, it's dogs, children, humans. It's just everything that makes sense. It's God, it's grace. It's everything. And when I asked you that question, the smile that came across your face was magical. Thank you. Because that, that is the basis of what you're doing and you're doing this out of love and you're, and you're going to have an impact to people. I, I see 10 books in your future, by the way. I hope you're not busy. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I'm writing what three, three more right now simultaneously. So we'll see what happens. 
<laughs> so you're you're going to you're going to be prolific and you're going to help a lot of people. It's like the gentleman I talked to yesterday. He's also an author, and um, I said, "Well, you know, all you need is for one person that you don't know who picks up your book and it changes their life. Absolutely. Then it's worth it. Absolutely, I agree, one hundred percent." So Jennifer, thank you so much for being on the show, and I, I truly appreciate you. I after after it it publishes, uh, sometime in May, will you come back and give us an update on how we're doing? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, for sure. I, I really enjoyed myself. This is a great conversation. So thank you. Oh, you're so, you're so welcome. And by the way, um, can I have your permission to? Because uh, um, I have a new website that's coming up. And I've done 240 interviews in the last 13 or 14 years, and including some New York Times number one bestsellers and and folks like that. I would like to put your book along with their book on my book page so that people can go straight from my page to Amazon to, to buy your book. Can you let me do that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I want to get the word out that that was my point in, in going and in publishing the book. So there you are. As soon as my as soon as my uh, uh, webmaster gets done mastering my web, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll put I'll put your book up there and people can get to it. So, uh, Jennifer, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm not going to try and pronounce your last name again because apparently I can't. So you, your last name again is Alamani. Alamani. And, Alamani. and the name of the book is Mark my love it's it's available for for pre-purchase right now go to amazon and you can get it so with that with that jennifer th thanks again for putting up with my nonsense thank you thank you it's been a pleasure very good now if you'll hang with me for just a moment i'm going to close out the show and then i want to ask you and talk to you a little bit Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.